Excuse me, we're in Acts chapter 20. We'll pray, we'll, we'll start. Um, I, I'm going to read first. I think I'll read. We, we had a lot to cover, and I got, oh my goodness, no time. So I'm just going to I'm be talking like an auctioneer on steroids, and you have to listen real quick, because I'm going to talk real quick, okay? Verse 13. And we went before the ship and sailed unto Assos there, intending to take in Paul, for so he had appointed, minding himself to go afoot. And when he met with us at Assos, we took him in and came to uh, Mytilene, uh, and we sailed thence and came the next day over against Chios, and the next day we arrived at Samos and tarried at Trogilium, and the next day we came to Miletus. For Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus because he would not spend the time in Asia, for he hasted if it were possible for him to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, Ye know from the first day that I came unto you in Asia, after the, what manner I have been with you in all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind, with many tears and temptations, which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God, and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that ye all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that, by the space of three years I cease not to warn every one night and day with tears. Now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Do yourselves... Um, know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I've showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And we have thus spoken, he kneeled down and prayed with them all and they all wept sore and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke uh, that they should see his face no more and they accompanied him into the ship. May God bless the reading of his word. Now, why don't we pray? Lord, there's a lot here on our plates this morning. And um, we don't want a jumbled mess of ideas. We want a purposeful study of your word. That it might benefit the hearers. And that you might be glorified in the process. Spirit of God, move among us. Move our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Get last week's message. It's really kind of key. You can ask Mikey. You can uh, download it from the uh, web. Um, it's about 
living the resurrected life, and we used, took the opportunity to look at Eutychus, fell from the third story, died, and was resurrected. And we talked about what it means to live a resurrected life. And that was part of it. Chapter 20 is the rest of it. Okay, it's what, it's what you need to know. It's going to talk about church leadership. All things being equal. How many of you guys, you can, you can raise your hands, all right. Think, like, I'd like to be an elder. I'd like to be a deacon sometime. Church leadership. All right, yeah. All right. Mo- most guys kind of aspire to that, I'm going to say. I think it's a good word, a, use, a useful word. Um, and by the way, I, I'm not against women deacons. I think that's scriptural, and we don't have time to go there now. And um, the verses that you will show me to prove your, what I, where I'm wrong, those are the verses I generally use to prove that I'm correct. And we could discuss them if you take real issue with that. But right now we're not talking about that. We're basically talking about elders, and we're going to look at the life of Paul. Okay, so verse 13, we went before uh, to ship, we, Luke with, and sailed unto uh, Assos, there intending to take Paul in. For so hath he appointed, uh, minding himself to go afoot. He preached all night. You remember that? That all night preaching adventure? And I, I think this is the next day. He's like, okay, you guys pick me up. I'm going, what? To, to be alone with God, I think. To get replenished, to get his batteries recharged. Uh, am I making too much of this? I, I don't know. What, why else would you go afoot by yourself? Anywhere, you know, to, to, to spend time with the Lord. Jesus did this. Okay, you guys go, I'll meet you. And he's all night in the mountain praying. Is this what our, our boy Paul's doing? I, I think so. Um, and we went before to ship and sailed to Assos, there intending to take Paul in. So hath he appointed, minding himself to go afoot. And when he met with us at Assos, we took him in and came to Mytilene. Uh, and we sailed thence and came the next day over against Chios. And the next day we arrived at Samos and tarried uh, at Trogilium. And the next day we came to Miletus. Because Luke's a historian and he's with now and he's going to give us the blow-by-blow account because that's how he is. For Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus because he would not spend the time in Asia for he hasted if it were possible for him to be in Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. We're going to find he's going to send for the elders of Ephesus, but he's not going to Ephesus. Why? Because you know how it is. You know how it is. You stop by some person's house. I'm just going to stop in quick, say hi, I got, and you're going to be there for hours. You know it. I know it. We know those people, okay? Maybe we are those people, okay? Just one more cup of coffee, one more. Let me, and you know, you, some people are crazy. They're in, they have the door half open, half, and all the heat's getting out, or all the air conditioning is getting whatever, and they're talking, and flies are buzzing in, and, and they just, you know, with the door open the whole time, and they don't realize that like an hour and a half just passed, because... Because we're Maine, because we're, we're, that's our deportment, that's kind of how we are. Is that a bad thing or a good thing? It's just a thing. I don't make, think it makes you bad people that you can't say goodbye very easily. As a matter of fact, I, if I'm scoring, I think it's kind of a, a good thing, right? But you know how it is. I can't, I can't call my mom right now. I'll be on the phone for an hour and a half. We all get, there's people around that, that that's just the way it's going to be. So he's not going to Ephesus. I want to get to uh, Jerusalem by Pentecost. Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus. He didn't want to spend the time. He hasted if it were possible for him to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. Wait, 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 wait. What is this? This is one of those like he's shorn his head at Centuria, took a vow, I'm going to Pentecost. I, I mean, going to Jerusalem, I can't be. I don't think this is that at all. I think this is very, very spirit-directed, and I'll show you why. 
And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church, the one he didn't want to visit, but he wanted to visit the elders. He wanted to spend time with them. He was there almost three years. Do you remember? Did he build up any relationships? Does he have word for them? Yes, he does. So he sends, and the elders came to him. When they were come to him, verse 18, he said unto them, You know, from the first day I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons. Okay, what do you need to know about an elder? First things first, it's who you are. It's not what you do. It's your character is what makes a person an elder. When we read about it in the book of Timothy, is much on if any man desires the office of a bishop, same thing as an elder, they desire good work. And he goes on to say, okay, what type of person you need to be? First and foremost, it's a character. Leadership in any church is a character, uh, it's, a, it's a study of your character more than anything else. Some people's characters trend towards deacon, some towards elder. It's not, you don't go from, you're not, you don't graduate from deacon to elder or from elder to deacon. It's di- just, they're just different categories. Do you become a, you graduate from doctor to lawyer or lawyer to doctor or from uh, lawyer to construction worker? It, it just, it just, it's, it's apples and oranges. It's two different things. Much of the, the same, it's God's, you know, remember when deacon side was waiting on tables, but they're God's tables and you have to have a certain character to do that. But if your skill set trends towards that, it doesn't mean you're less than an elder or greater than an elder. It's just, it's, they're just different. Okay, I, I just want to emphasize that. But we're talking mostly about elders. But you, you can, why well, I always want to be a deacon. Well, okay, make that in, in your own mind then. First of all, it's a character issue. Serving the Lord with all humility of mind. Arrogant, proud, need not apply. It's a humble thing. It's a, it's a, I remember, it wasn't in Calvary Chapel. It was another church I went to years ago. I think I was about 32 or 3, 34 maybe. They asked me to be an elder. I was, one, amazed. Two, very, very humble. You want me be a, I'm, I'm not even an elder. What does elder mean? It means older person. That's what it means, literally, okay? People look at you like an elder. They, they go to you for counsel and for prayer and for, and they asked me, and it was, it was very, very humbling. Um, I have wrestled with arrogance over and, and, and pride over the years. Most men do. Uh, no, I don't, I don't mean that as an excuse, but you've got to stay. Listen, humble yourself or God will. <laughs> What's the difference? Well, I go easy on myself. He never does. Uh, how does he humble us? With humiliation. Ouch. It's usually very, very public or it wouldn't be humiliating. And he'll... You've got to humble yourself, Adam. I can do it if you... No, 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 Lord. I, I'll take care of it. <laughs> and uh, he, he'll, let, he'll let you. He wants that. We know how to humble ourselves. Why would we ever think of ourselves more highly than we ought? Serving the Lord with humility of mind, with many tears. We're going to talk about tears at length so we can skip it here. And temptations. Well, you, you're a leader in the church. You still get temptations? Yeah, Jesus did. Okay? I, I think... Some people think of equate temptation with fall. Because every time I'm tempted, I always fall. <laughs> no, temptation is just temptation. Everyone's tempted. And I think like sometimes we're leaders, we, we kind of like have this, uh, we try to project an aura of like, well, I, I don't get tempted. Like, psh, that's for the great unwashed. I'm way up here. You guys are. That's, it, it grieves my heart when I look across the landscape and I see what we've made pastors into. It's not biblical. 
Reverend. Anyone calls me Reverend, I know. They never went to church here and they have no idea who I am, okay? That, that Reverend? The right Reverend Adam. Oh! All right. Uh, temptations which befell me by lying away to the Jews. Trials is the idea. Listen, they're trying to take his life. Now that would leave a, a, a mark in your psyche. Like, I'm going to turn this corner. It might be somewhere there, and it might, this might be my last corner I ever turn. This is the life of Paul. Does it, does it matter? He's going to say it doesn't. I don't, I don't hold my life dear, but we'll get there. And I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. I've showed you and I've taught you publicly and from house to house. There's two things I want to say here. I held back nothing. The only way you can say that is to say, I have taught from Genesis to Revelation, and I didn't skip a, a, a blame thing. I know a lot of people, and this isn't a bad thing. Please, listen to my heart again. Uh, even listen past the words. I know a lot of churches, and they just do topical. Is that a bad thing? No, but it's not a thorough thing. If I were picking every week, I would. Uh, we were a couple, about a month, month and a half ago. We were in Second uh, Samuel thirteen. No, yeah, Second Samuel thirteen. What happened? Second Samuel thirteen. Bathsheba, David. Would I ever preach on that? That would be like one of the last things I would ever go to. There's a lot of things. We talk about deviant sex things going on. We're talking about cannibalism. We've talked about a lot of unpleasant things. Why? Because Scripture does. And I will tell you the things that you need to know, the things I wouldn't want to talk about normally. And I, will, I, will held back, I have held back nothing. It's all out there, okay? If you, now, if you missed it, that's on you. Uh, a lady was pestering me, pestering me. Oh, you've got to teach Revelation. You've got to teach Revelation. Oh, you've got no guts. And I'm like, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm working toward it. And so finally it came, and, I, and she'd gone. And I talked to Revelation. She showed up again after. I'm like, that's on you. Because it's all out there. You can download it. It's, it's, you know what I mean. But, but I, I'm not holding back anything. God gave us a book. It's all good. It's all scripture. It's all given by inspiration. It's all profitable. And when I pick and choose, I did that once. When we started, where do you start? Well, Genesis, right? No, not necessarily. I don't know. So I was agonized over where I'd start. I, I settled on Romans. Uh, every week, all over the America, there are people who, Friday night, Saturday night, pass it, agonizing. What am I going to teach? What am I going to preach on? What am I going to... Not me. <laughs> when I leave off. Uh, so I start studying. I'm weeks ahead all the time in all the books. I don't, I don't, they don't surprise me. And I'm praying and I'm thinking and I'm, you know, I get me co- my cogitations and my meditations and I'm praying. Oh, Lord, what do you want? How do you want this to be? What are you trying to say to your people? And I have to know the people. I have to know the word of God. And I have to hear from the Lord. There's no shortcut to any of this. I, I think people think this is very easy, but you should try it. You have a, invite some people in. Say, no, serious, serious. And, and, have got, and, and give a Bible study. You'll see right off the bat, oh my goodness, this is tough stuff. Susa's because she's like, you know, she just gets involved in the women's study up, up in the Bangor church, and they ask her to lead sometimes. And so she's studying, 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 furiously trying to know. You know, you know, if you have a study at your house, if you're teaching, if you're in any kind of ministry where you're leading, it's, it's keep, but I will tell you this, keep back nothing. Pick a book, plow right through it. 
That's how we do it, plowboys, right? I kept back nothing that was profitable to you. I showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. Look at two things, publicly, house to house. The person you are publicly is the person you are in house to house. What are you doing? Both things, teaching, right? I don't care if it's your house, you and me over a cup of coffee. I don't care if it's here, Sunday morning, on the radio, on the web, whatever. And you have to be the same person in public that you are in private. Otherwise, it's hypocrisy. You think Paul's like this like public persona, and then if you knew him, he's like crazy in private, just insane, just a... No, you kind of have an idea. You know him, you know who he is through all the stuff he's written. Like, like his, who he is kind of bleeds through into his preaching, his teaching, and all that. Um, and he's saying, I haven't kept back anything for you, and the guy I am in public is the guy I am in private testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. What's that? No favoritism. No racism. You say racism? Yeah. Jews generally are very racist against you Gentiles, us Gentiles. People who have gone to Israel tell me that. Boy, it was really weird to be treated like a... <laughs> I'm not you, I'm less. <laughs> Paul doesn't see it that way at all. There's no like higher class, lower class in Paul's thinking because that's not the way it is with God. I mean, you really think God has favorite ethnicities or <laughs> I was going to say favorite races. There's only one human race, okay? He's only made all people of one blood. We're all members of the human race. So people talk about, you think it's okay to marry in between races? There's only one. How do, you, how do you do that? Oh, you mean ethnicities. That's just DNA. Who cares? I don't, I don't, that's not a thing. Oh, you, you're telling me you wouldn't care if one of your, your daughters or one of your sons married a fill-in-the-blank. Yeah, as long as they're the other gender than the one that they are. I, we, we, we never cared. That was never on the radar, never a thing. Just how could it be? You'd, you'd say God is a, a respecter of persons. The Bible says God is no respecter of persons. Let's keep moving. Um, he testifies both to the Jews and also the Greeks, repentant towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. So you get a message. What is it? Faith towards Jesus Christ and repentance. Get those two things right. You need them both. You need faith in Jesus Christ. You need to turn from the lifestyle you're living now. Always. But you, if I deliver that, I've delivered the goods. I've given you the... Now I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem. He's going to Jerusalem. He doesn't want to go to Ephesus. He's got to try to make it by the feast, but it's not because of a vow that he took. Remember, we talk, talked about, about, against that. Now the Spirit's delivering him. I think he's... And by the way, you want to be an elder. You want to be uh, a leader. You have to be Spirit-led. You have to be Spirit-filled. You can't do the ministry of God in the power of the flesh. Listen, you have to be able to figure that out. I mean, doesn't that make incredible sense to you? I'm going to be a selfish idiot. I'm going to be a jerk. My whole life is about me, and I'm going to bless your heart somehow with what? With me telling you how wonderful I am or what? Or what? You, I, I, don't, I won't have anything for you. That's, you. You have to be listening to God. You have to be filled with the Spirit. You have to, and more on this because I'm going to get ahead of myself. Um, I'm bound by the Spirit. God's, the Spirit of God is bringing me to Jerusalem and he's telling me in verse 23, he's witnessing me in every city, saying, bonds and afflictions abide me. 
You have to be able to hear from God. You have to be able, God tells you, oh, this, is what, this is what you need to know, this is what's going on. So wait, you've got to be a prophet? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I'm, I would say I'm not a prophet, nor am I the son of a prophet, but God tells me what I need to know. He, he knows how to get me to, he, he knows how to loop me in and, and let me know what I need to, sometimes people talk to me and they're dropping a bomb, they're telling me something that's like very, very surprising, they think. And I'm like, God, we, me and God, are, I kind of saw this coming, I know. And I, I just think, it, I don't know if it's perception, I don't want to say I prophesy and I see the future, I don't want to make it all dramatic like that, but, I, but God speaks to my heart, yeah, he does. And the things that he tells me are of immense value to you. He didn't tell me because he just, just like me, me and him like to talk all the time. He just likes to tell me a lot of stuff. He, just, he runs off at the mouth like my gossipy neighbor, right? No. He tells me so I can bless your heart. And the things where God is speaking to my heart, they kind of go through me to you. That's the whole reason that he would talk to me about anything, usually. And he's saying to Paul, uh, Bonds and afflictions abide you. Don't go. Where are you going if bonds and afflictions? Because I'm being led by the Spirit to go. None of these things move me. I don't care about it. I don't count my life dear unto myself. So I might finish my course with joy. Listen, I got my eyes on the prize, and I don't care about dying. I don't care about death. It's not about me. It's about doing what God's called me to do. One, the man of God, the woman of God, I say, the leader of, in the ch- church of God must be fearless. Bonds and afflictions? Ooh, let's sign up. Woohoo, sounds great. We're in the run-up to the last times. You afraid? A little bit apprehensive. We don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen in America? What's going to happen in the next election cycle? What's going to be? Is it going to be at some point against the law to do what I'm doing? If trends continue, do I, am I going to get thrown in prison? Am I going to get arrested or tried or convicted for not marrying same-sex couple? Here's a question. Do I care? Well, I care. I don't want to go to jail. But if it means... Listen, I made my peace with this a long time ago. Lord, I'm going to do your will. I know what the Bible says. I know people will tell you, you're a hater, you're a... The phobe words come at you. Homophobe, Islamophobe. Yeah, I'm just a phobe. You're right. Whatever, okay? I know what God wants. And if I end up in prison, I'm doing prison ministry from the inside. I don't say that cavalier. I'm just saying I've, I've made my peace with it. If it means, if, if preaching the gospel means death, I don't count, you got, can't count your life dear. You just can't. You, if you're going to lead, you gotta, it's, it's got to be about everybody else, and it can't be about you. And if God somehow wants to glorify himself with your death, praise his holy name, he's been doing it, for years and years and years. Have you read the book of Acts? Well, we're reading it now. <laughs> Have you read uh, any of the early accounts of what it meant to serve? Or, or uh, you witnessed, uh, have you heard Voice of the Martyrs? The witness of Jesus Christ still costs a lot of people dearly. But none of these things move me. I don't count my life dear to myself. You know what I count dear? I just got to finish the course. I understand what God's called me to do, and I'm dogged determined. There is going to be a day where I will stand before my creator, you too, and the only thing that counts at that moment, the only thing that matters is him saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in to the joy of the Lord. That's the only 
thing that matters at that point. The only, and if you, ain't, if you haven't figured that out and, and, and arranged your life so that, that you're, you're living less than what he wants you to live. I, I'm, I'm not scolding you. I'm just admonishing you. I'm trying to build you up here. Okay, let's keep moving. We're doing good. You're listening good, by the way. Your genius for remaining alert is bravo. Let's keep going. I, don't, I just want to finish up my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, I get a commission, and you've got to figure out that. You've got to make your calling, your election sure. You've got to figure out that God's called me to do this thing. Um, I, I've received this of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. The good news that God is gracious. I mean, if God's not gracious, I don't have any good news. You're in a heap of trouble. <laughs> and I know because I'm in a, a heaper. I, I'm, I'm in more trouble than you're in. Okay, so we have to figure that out. And this is what our, our commissioning is. The gospel, the good news. Salvation is by grace, through faith. Oh, you're working? That's ridiculous. You're not going to work your way to heaven. Nobody's done it yet. And we, 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 we dismiss, we get, we get rid of these notions, these ideas that people have. Well, I'm a good person. No, you're not. God's a good God, though, and he's merciful, and he's gracious, and he has compassion. And turn to him. He's made a mechanism by which you can be saved. So you have to. This is what, what you know, in, in the book of uh, the Revelation, right? John's weeping much because nobody's able to open the scroll, which is the title deed to the earth. And John's unglued. He is convulsing. He's sobbing so hard. And the elder says to him, the elder, weep not. Why wouldn't I weep? The, the earth can never be redeemed. Nobody can open the scroll. Why wouldn't I weep? The elder says, weep not. For behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed. What do, what do elders do? They point people to the, the lion of the tribe of Judah. They point people to Jesus Christ. That's what elders do. That's, your, the, that's elder, this elder, my chief function, point people to Jesus. Let's keep moving. Um, I'm testifying. I, it's my course. I'm trying to finish it. I know what Jesus has given me to do. I'm going to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Is that sad? Yes. Put it on back burner. Wherefore I take you to record this day, I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you the, all the counsel of God. I never... There's nothing that I didn't say. I don't, again, how can you do that unless you go from the whole, the whole book? I've never held back anything to my own. It's hard to talk about some of the things. Have you ever blushed? <laughs> I blush all the time. Have you been here and you're like, we got to talk about that? It's God's word. I don't select it. It selects us. It, the Bible tells us what we need to know. We don't, we don't I, I'm not trying to tickle your ears. You guys are awesome. You're wonderful. You're great. You're looking good today, by the way. You just, everyone's going to heaven. Everyone's going to heaven because you're all so wonderful and God loves you all. Who, who does that? Well, people, some pastors do. How's that a thing? How's that a good thing for anybody? I'm confirming it. You're going to hell. You're in a death spiral. I'm confirming it. Yeah, don't worry about it. God's cool. Wait, he's just. He's righteous. He's holy. 
Jesus died for a reason. Oh, all these things come into play. And I have to, I, I haven't shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. And that's the only reason you can be pure from the blood of all men as a preacher, as an elder. But you got every time I talk to somebody, I go from Genesis to Revelation. That's going to take a while. You might as well sit down. We'll, we'll be here a while. No, it means that there's never a time when there's nothing off the table. I, I got to tell you the things that, hey, listen, by the way, I don't choose like, sometimes I look at the, and uh-oh, these get, people getting a spanking this week. Mm. I, I don't joy in that. It's not, my, it's not my nature. But if I'm a punk and I would shy away from, God said, oh, that's fine. I'll get somebody else. And I'm like, no, no, I'm your guy. I'll, I'll deliver the, the good news and the bad news. The, the, the good news that makes the good news the gospel, it makes the gospel, is that the, the, what makes it good news is the bad news that you're a sinner. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. If I don't deliver the bad news, who cares about the good news? And I've got to do the whole thing. You've got to do the whole thing. You can't cherry pick. You can't, I say, the landscape is lousy with churches that do that. You've got to, the whole council. God's not looking for editors. Don't change his word. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock of which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. A lot of things here. One, it's his church. He bought it. It's all blood bought. Me, elders, we don't lay claim to anything here. It's the church of Jesus Christ. I don't own it. I don't, I don't, when we go into default, it's not going back to me, okay? It's not like my personal clubhouse. It's not, it's, we don't own anything here. It's, we don't own you. People use like people of God like sheep to fleece. But a shepherd would look like sheep to feed. You know, we don't sell, we don't put your names on a list and then sell it to people so they can, we don't, we don't make merchandise of the people of God. It's, it's blood bought. We're overseers. That's how we feel like we oversee. We make things, show things are done decently in order. Um, and I'm, I'm one of a, a board of elders, okay? I'm the teaching elder. Uh, we're, but we're, we all have the same mind. You know, if you come to one of our board meetings, you're welcome to every time. It's the first Next one's, it's hard to explain, okay, January, it's quarterly, so it's last January, and then it's uh, February, March, April, it'll be last April, and it's usually right across over there, and it's at 6 o'clock, and you can come anytime. You'd see that we, we get along, we're, nobody's fighting, we have a, a, a vote, and it's 5 to nothing, or nothing to 5, it's never 3 to 2, 4 to 1, a lot of debate, a lot of energy, a lot of angst. Ajita, we go there, the adrenaline all pumping. No, we pray, what is it? and we're trying to oversee. We're trying to, hey Lord, what we, it's your church. What do you want done? What do you want? And we're trying to seek the will of God. That doesn't surprise anyone, does it? Business meetings, oh man. Ben, first one I ever went to, where they voted out my pastor, um, he had the mitigated gall. There was a, a lady, she was the Sunday school director, and he called it a repentance. She had left her husband for another man. He had the unmitigated gall to ask for her resignation, so they voted him out of the church. And I should have realized right then, business meetings are a bad idea. We had people who came to that business meeting who, we've been there like a year, who I never saw. 
I never saw them ever. And we were there every time the doors were open, right? And as this person comes, who are you voting my pastor out? Oh, my. So business meetings are bad. We have these board meetings, and we pray. And we're really kind of seeking the will of God. And we talk about a few things, you know, money, financial kind of stuff, what we're going to. And we have our prayer time. We pray about you guys individually sometimes and situations that we know about and things of this nature. And we're trying to feed We're trying to oversee and feed the church of God. God wouldn't give a pastor. He he always gives the gift of teaching because you need to be fed. Otherwise, you'd all die, spiritually speaking. He doesn't want the church stillborn. He wants the pastor to be able to. Listen, I, I know I'm not a gifted speaker, but I'm able to teach. I'm able to communicate the word of God. I think I can do this. I mean, otherwise, I wouldn't do it. I mean, if I felt like somebody else was the guy, I'd say, oh, yeah, you teach. And, and by the way, a lot of guys here who are overseers are capable of teaching because that's what the Bible says, apt to teach when it's given the conditions for an elder in uh, the book of Timothy. Remember, it's all blood-bought. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flocks. Paul, a prophet, yep. I'm going to Jerusalem. Bound, I'm going to be bound in afflictions. Oh, you know what's going to happen here? Grievous wolves. It's going to go bad going to go bad they did good with the grievous wolves they get a report card from jesus in the first uh letter of the seven letters um and it's uh in chapter two like starting in verse one a letter to the church of ephesus and they do pretty good and he says i know those ones came in among you they said they were apostles but they were not and you just gave them the door you stole them they ain't we ain't putting up with any of this they did good but remember something about ephesian church the ones he's talking to Jesus says, you've left your first love. Now that's going to play in where we're going. After my departure, grievous wolves shall come in and not spring the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, being perverse things, draw away disciples after them. Happens every church, every time. There's always false teaching. People coming in. Hopefully it's not from the platform. That's a problem. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three, as I cease not to warn every one of you day and night with tears. Tears again. What are you, crying all the time? You got a... You got a allergies what 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 is this tears now brethren i commend you to god and by the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified i've coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel can i tell you this this elder and all the elders here we're not nobody's getting paid here except me i get a, a housing allowance and then right now this day not but that's fine because i've coveted no man's gold or apparel i'm not a covetous person I'm not a, I got to have a bigger house, a finer car, a better wardrobe, a, a fancier vacation. I got, there are many ministers out there who are not, who are, they like the filthy lucre. They like the, uh, the big house and the title and the, you can't be that person. You're disqualified. If it's all about money, guess what it's not about? It's not about people. You, you love money and you use people. No, we love people. We use money. It's a nice tool. It's a horrible master. I will not be mastered by it. God, what, you, what you've given me, you've given me. Praise God. It, ha- it has to be that way. And as far as elders, they're not, there's no financial re- remuneration for being a pastor, here, for being an elder here. Get a pat on back. Thanks, you're doing great. <laughs> rewards oh will let god handle that and most churches are that way some people and they have a staff and there's salaries sometimes but not here 
And I, and I want to tell you, I, I, I can say this with a straight face. I've coveted no man's silver, gold, or apparel. You yourselves know these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. Paul was a tent maker. I'm a tent maker. I, I get it. I understand that. We've, we've gone over this before. I've showed you all things how that so laboring you ought to support the weak. That's my great privilege to worship God with my giving. I, I love that. And when I get a house allowance, we give out of that too. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not about getting. It's just not that way. It's, it, it can't be. You've you got to support yourself. You've got you to you use your hands. You've got to use your back. You've got to use your mind. God gave you these things. And you've got to remember the words of the Lord, how he said it's more blessed to give than to receive. You won't find that in the Gospels, by the way. That must have been revelation to Paul that Jesus told him. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Figure that out, and you figure it out quite a bit. I, you know, I, I'm not a gift person. Christmas morning, psh, nobody likes to buy me gifts because I don't jump up and down, I don't cry, I don't, I don't show any. It's just, it's a gift. It's a trinket. It's a I like. Thank you. I mean, the big thing to me is you, you, you bought me something. Oh, it's so nice. You know, uh, her, her dad was a great guy. He'd cry. You give him, he'd cry, and he'd get all weepy. And we love giving him gifts. Uh, Sue's can. She's not like you know. You give her like a box of chocolates and she cries she, she's not like that but you give us something really meaningful and very thoughtful and you get a tear you guys know that right big points you know how points work and we all get big points we love that right um it's more blessed i'd rather see you open a gift than open a gift it's more blessed to give and see i i'd rather i don't care if i ever get another nickel at all i love to give to the lord i love that why it's a blessing it's a it's a it's a huge blessing I, listen can I just say one final word about giving? The blessing is yours. You think God needs anything from any one of us? I give him my pitiful little check, and he's like, whoo-hoo, now the kingdom of God can go forward. Yay, God says. No, he looks at a, a man whose heart is pure and says, Lord, I thank you for all you give me. I, I so want you to have this. And he's like, I like that attitude. I like your, I like your heart. I think that's what makes, because you know when you're a dad and your kid you probably paid for it, right? And he gives you a gift, and he's so happy that, and you like his little heart. I think that's what it is with God, and it's a blessing to him. It's a blessing to us to be able to do that. It's not, uh, enough said. When he had thus spoken, he kneeled down and prayed with them all, and they wept sore and fell on Paul and kissed him. So we got a lot of, if you're going to be an elder, a lot of kissing, a lot of crying, right? 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 A lot of love. A lot of love. Why is he crying? Why is he crying over in the tears? Why is he crying when he says grievous wolves are going to come? Why is he always weeping? Why is Paul? What is he got? He got hey, little Benadryl, Paul. You stop that, it'll be all good, right? No, 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 no. His heart is toward. Listen, this is the whole thing. If you miss this, you miss the whole. Forget everything I said. It's less important than this right here. It's all. If you're an elder, if you're a leader, it's all about love all the time. What, my. My brother just stood here. You say you love God, and you don't love your neighbor? What? <laughs> what? But John's thinking, I, I, no, no. You can't, even, you can't even pretend that's true. God's given to oversee and stuff like that. So I'm, my life is all about loving you, feeding you, your benefit, your... It's, if it's about me, listen... People have, they leave every church, okay? People come, people go, right? 
Do you suppose that I've ever cried because people left? Susan's saying yes. Really? You think so? She's saying yes. She's trustworthy. You can believe her. She's not lying to you. Uh, why would I do that? Because you can't minister to somebody you don't love. And then when somebody, have you seen a marriage go sideways? Your sister-in-law is not your sister-in-law anymore? Your brother-in-law is not your brother-in-law anymore? How does that make you feel? Well, I love them. They're part of my family. That, you know, it's not working. What am I going to, you don't even know what to do with that. We, listen, it's all about love. And we think it's all about everything else. You know what would fill this place up? If healing happened here all the time. When people came for prayer and they were miraculously healed, this place would be filled to overflowing all the time. I know it. Uh, maybe not. You know what we need? We need someone to come in here like a Genesis expert guy and teach all the kids on why evolution is wrong. And, and we get like some guest speakers in here. People really know some stuff. That would fill this place up all the time, right? Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, we get some athlete or some famous person who comes in and they get a dramatic testimony of how God you know, answered prayer in their life and how they got saved and they were in like this turmoil and craziness and they, they came out of that and now they're serving God. If we get these people here to give their testimony, that would fill these seats up all the time, right? What? You guys don't get, you got no, 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 Susan's going, no, no. And everyone else is kind of like, well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You, no tells, because that's who you are. You never, you never, we, we never know what's going on with you because you're trying to, because you're that great main reserve. Look, Jesus says, hey, I got an idea. You do? Jesus. Yeah, this is how they know you, my disciples, the love you have for one another. This will work. No, no, we got better plans, Jesus. We got, you know, I, I like that athlete thing. Does anyone know any like famous athletes because they get in touch with do it for them down low because we're struggling for money here. But if people come, we'll take a love offering. We keep half it. We'll all be good, you know. And, uh, Jesus, what? no, 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 back to my plan. I got a good plan. Love one another. Okay, I get an amen. Yes, yes, I got one. Who was it? Me, oh, me and Bernie. We're, okay, we get it. Okay, praise God. Listen, listen. This is going to be, a, this is a wonderful plan. People have never been loved. They have never had, you, they, they, I'm telling you, when they see the love we have one for another, do you have that love? I, I cried when people left before, have you? They're your brothers and sisters. And when they've gone to no place good, I'm, somebody says, well, I, you know, I feel like God's called me over here. Oh, we cry, but it's God's moving and God can do that. And that's sad enough. But when they go and they make a shipwreck of their lives and they're not going anywhere, is that tragic for just me? Guys, you've got to understand, it's all about love. Look, what ministry involved with Tuesday nights? We got the uh, drug and uh, alcohol addiction ministry. We got uh, youth group. We got, uh, you know, we had jail and pr- prison ministry in the past. We've got, we've, we've done things. Some things we're still doing. We, we're, you know, we still got, you know, Sunday school ministry, things like this. You know how they work? You know how they'll always work? You know how they will every time? You know how God will bless love? So if it's not working, you're not loving enough? I'm not saying that. Just keep the course, love well. People will go, see, it's not me. I think, I think a lot of people think it's me. It's not me. If they come and I entertain them and I'm a really good speaker and I'm electrifying and I'm really, and then people will come to church. You're in trouble because <laughs> I'm not electrifying. But 
will they come when they feel loved? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When people come and they go and they say, you know, I never felt the love. I, they, I came and they were like, yeah. I left and they were like, yeah. Suze goes around, I see her every time. She always looks at a new face and she goes and she shakes hands and she tells them and they talk and stuff and think, do good. My representative's out there, you know, d- doing good. But they expect the pastor's wife to do that. And I know, you know, again, we have that famous main reserve. So they walk in, you just hug them and kiss them and tell them how much you love them. And they ain't never coming back because they're thinking we're way too weird. But you know what's necessary. You know what? Listen, I just tell you the story. And I know I'm over time, okay? Please forgive me. Okay, one time. I don't, I don't go very often. It was about, I think it was 1995 or six, And we had started going to church at Calvary Chapel in Bangor. The first week, we loved it, and the music was, and it was so moving. Ken's such a, a, a riveting teacher, and we were like, okay, we found a new church home. Okay? The second week we were there, Sandy Labonte said, Oh, you guys are new here. Well, listen, why don't you can have lunch with us today? And she invited us to her home. 1995, I think. I'm, I was thinking about what? 1998. Okay. <laughs> well, because I, I, I was thinking of when Suze was in office, and I think it was her third term. And Anyway, it was, it, was, it was last century. Okay, it was 20th century. It was a long time ago. Uh, and you, may, you might be right about that, but look, all I want to say is this. Here's the deal. She said, hey, why don't you come and have dinner with us? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So she, she made pizza, homemade pizza, and we get put all the fixings on it, pepperoni and peppers and onions. It was wonderful. Pizza was wonderful, but who cares? You know, pizza, right? I love it. No, it doesn't, doesn't change my life. They did. We're, they've been friends ever since. I mean, good, close, solid friends. And then we had a church where we're like, okay, we know people. You know, Labonte, and we get to start meeting other people. We get to know. After a while, like when they said, hey, good on here, we're like, oh, no, we can't leave. We're like, and, cause we saw, and some of the people are still very dear to us, very close to us, very near to us. Because we love them. Because that's the whole thing. We have in America, and this sickens me, this culture of what can you do for me? So we want to go to the church that has all the bells and whistles, but we're never really like, what can I do to bless my... Listen, I want to tell you something. You put this to the test. You'd be amazing in your love. Just don't block the Holy Spirit who wants to. The Holy Ghost is... His, the love of, of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us. He comes with this love for everybody. Um, it's, it's the whole thing. We missed this. We missed everything, Okay. I speak with the tongues of men and angels got, don't have love. You're zero. You haven't, you're not a blip on God's radar screen. You're zero, okay? It's the whole thing. What's the most important commandment, Jesus? Love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. How can I love God the best, the most? By loving you, right? You love me? Jesus says, Peter, feed my sheep. If you're loving them, you're loving me very well. How can I love you very well? By loving God, ultimately, when He's when I'm spending time with Him, when I'm loving Him, when I'm worshiping Him, when I'm when I'm just absorbing all He is, it gets all over me and it gets on to you. I can't love God better than loving you. I can't love you better than loving God, and those things are so connected. Is is this going to make me eligible for heaven? No, I'm already eligible for heaven through what Jesus Christ has done. Is this what I should be doing in between, in the meanwhile? Yeah.
Figure it out. And when you figure that out, when you're that amazing church, I see it. I see a lot of it. But I also see like, you know, kind of, we're Mainers. We're, we're not effusive. We're not, I, I get it. I get it. I, I know. I know. I'm not going to try to change a whole culture and stuff like this. You can love in your own reserved way. Let people know that, and I think God will bless. Okay, I've gone over. Please forgive me. You guys come and we'll stand and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pray. And uh, guys will come and send us out of here in song. Lord, I know we've gone over, but we've gone over talking about love. Lord, if we don't get this, how important is this to your heart? Lord, we love you supremely. and We want to love one another as well. Now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen. It is our desire to get God's word out to all. So our podcasts and everything else downloaded from our website is free. But we do have expenses. And if you feel led to give a dollar for this resource, please go ahead and click the Give tab on our website at plowboyministries.org. Grace and peace. And everything I want out dear, I count it all as long.